0: Listener supported
1: WNYC Studios. From Newsounds.org, this is the Soundcheck Podcast. This is a soundcheck session from our archives. Those archives go back 20 years, but this session is slightly more recent. It's from 2018. This is the Soundcheck Podcast from NewSounds.org, I'm John Schaefer, and there's something a little ironic about the title of the record you're hearing in the background. It's called Everything in Its Right Place, and it's an album of Radiohead songs covered by the string quintet known as Sybarite 5. Now the irony is that if Sybarite 5 was a group that left things in its allegedly right place, they wouldn't be playing this music. but. They have taken a broad view to what contemporary chamber music might be. So in addition to works written for them by contemporary composers, they play these Radiohead songs, they play Argentine tangos, they play gypsy music from southeastern Europe, and much, much more. Today, they're here to play some songs from their most recent album, which is called Outliers, a collection of recent works Composed specifically for Sybarite 5, this first one was written by Dan Visconti, and it's called Black Bend. That is uh, a bit of fractured blues from the uh, the composer, Dan Visconti, he was written for the band Sybarite Five, the string quintet playing live here in the Soundcheck studio, and the piece called Black Bend. Let me introduce you to the members of the Sybarite Five. I, I, I for some reason, I feel like the belongs in front. Of it. It's just Sybarite Five. Uh, Sarah Whitney, and uh, she's on violin, and Sami Merdinian uh, also playing violin. In the center is Louis Levitt on the double bass, Laura Metcalf on cello, Angela Pickett on viola. Uh, Louis, let me just start with that piece by Dan Visconti, because it's part of a larger work written for the band, right?
2: Yes, uh, it's part of a piece called Hitchhiker's Tales. He wrote three pieces for us, and we like them so much, we actually commissioned a concerto with orchestra later on from Dan. He's one of our favorite composers. Uh, Is that Beatbox? Yes, the Beatbox Concerto. Is, is there
1: actual beatboxing in it?
2: There is not actually <laughs> any beatboxing in it, although he did threaten to do that at some point. <laughs> but there's a lot of recreation of the sounds of like a tape deck or a turntable being scratched within the orchestra. So,
1: which Which these instruments can do really, really well. I don't know if there are any Turtle Island Quartet fans oh, here. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. I mean, Daryl Anger, you know, spent Mm. like 20 years basically showing the world all the scritchy scratchy sounds that that a violin could make. Um, So how much of what this band is about is really kind of expanding the notion of what these instruments, what this kind of ensemble is capable of?
2: I think that that's a majority of what we do, actually. We're very interested in expanding the repertoire and expanding the capabilities of um, what our instruments can do and expanding people's perceptions of what classical music is or string music is or a string quintet. What is that? And how can we build on that? So,
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny because you a small change in word completely changes people's expectations. If I said you were a string band... No one would be surprised to hear, you know, a kind of a one-four-five progression coming out of Laura's cello, and you know, bluesy riffs over the top. But because I said string quintet instead <laughs> of string band, you it said compi- band
3: first, actually.
1: Did I? Good for me. <laughs> Did you use the word ensemble? Good for that's a good. And that's okay with us. <laughs> so when you guys approach composers, uh, Laura, you know, do they know all the different kinds of? music you guys are into? Do know about the Radiohead covers and the Piazzolla songs and stuff like that?
3: Yeah, so we tend to work with composers that know us well, um, personally and as an ensemble. As a complement to that, we also choose to work with composers who we know are sort of pushing the envelope and who we know are going to write um, things that use our instruments creatively. For example, the Radiohead um, arrangements were mostly done by a guy named Paul Kim, And he just knew how to extract every possible type of sound from the instrument in order to translate an electronic rock band into string quintet playing. And he's done that really well. And likewise, for many of the composers we've worked with, they all sort of use the instruments to their full Mm. capabilities.
1: Now, uh, Lewis, you founded Sybarite 5, right? Yep. Sorry, it's all my fault. I was going to (laughs) say, the the name is all your fault. I'm sure it's been mispronounced in numerous ways. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> never, ever,
1: never super so sour, A name <laughs> like sybarite it's got to be good <laughs> yeah.
2: civil
0: rights five
2: <laughs> has
1: that happened? Have you had super eight? Super, super eight,
0: eight?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my favorite is super high, five, super
2: high five because I actually
1: would have liked that instead of super five. <laughs> um but sybarite, you know I mean the sybarites the the ancient greeks who lived in that city in southern italy were known for you know sense of luxury and sensuality you know the pleasures of the flesh and all that kind of stuff it's it's a a strange choice of name well if I we got be if, so bold. let me put
2: this in let me put this in context for you just a little bit so we got our start at the aspen music festival in school uh-huh. so there's a little Parallel there. Okay. Um, so and also Aspen being a place luxury. of luxuries. <laughs> yeah.
1: you know. So there's that. It's the Western Sodom and Gomorrah, is what you're saying. <laughs> you said that, <laughs> me. We love you, Aspen. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Alan. Uh, and how soon did after the the group formed did, did you all start like reaching out to composers, setting in in motion the process that yeah, has resulted that was in actually this record?
2: a Really important thing for us to do right from the beginning because as many people know there's just almost nothing written for this ensemble so reaching out to composers started out right at the beginning and mm. when a lot of us were in school so those were our friends mm. and uh, that became kind of a winning strategy for us was to talk to our friends that were actually writing music and they are contemporary so they would understand what we were going through
1: Right. So the album is called Outliers, mm-hmm. uh, which is another kind of ironic title because, you know, composers like Dan Visconti and Andy Akiho, Mohamed Fayrouz you know, if you're into contemporary classical music, these are mm-hmm. people who are known, you know. Uh, Jessica Meyer, you know, has recorded her own music really, really well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're not quite outliers, but I suppose, again, it's, it's really a matter of point of view, isn't it? Where are you coming yeah, from?
2: Well, it comes from when we tour and we play concerts. Um, we discovered that almost every audience we were playing for had never heard the music from these composers. Yeah. So they were really outliers to them and they were coming to us saying, when are you recording this? So this album is kind of a celebration of you know a decade of commissioning and having relationships with the composers and audiences and just presenting our favorite things over the last 10 years.
1: All right. Now, that sounds like this would just be a collection of pieces that don't seem to have any other connection except you guys. But as I look at some of the pieces, there's an allemande, there's a sarabande, there's a kind of a bourrée, there's this crazy limping version of a jig mm-hmm. by by <laughs> by the, uh, the violist and composer Leova. Um, those are all things you would find in a Bach suite for unaccompanied cello or violin. So at some point, Sarah, did, did you guys actually <laughs> ask composers to to give you kind of a Baroque suite thing? Yeah,
4: you might be onto to something. Um, <laughs> yes, we had a project called Look Back, Move Forward, where we approached six composers to basically write pieces inspired by Bach so that we could have our own, quote, Uh, Bach suite. Mm -hmm. So um, yes, we worked on that one to make a project out of it.
1: Well, you know, it's not that far removed from what Bach was doing in his day, which was again, Mm -hmm. pulling on, you know, the popular dances, the courtly dances, bringing them into the classical music world. So what what you guys are doing, you know, 300 some odd years later, seems to be a kind of an extension of a tradition that is there if you just kind of look for it. Mm Um, The album is called Outliers. It is the latest from the band Sybarite Five. And uh, the piece you're going to play next by Sean Conley is called Jan's Flight. Um, The Dan Visconti piece was written over a period of years. What about this work? Angela, is this a more recent piece?
0: Um, I'm not sure exactly when Sean wrote this, but he originally wrote it for his own jazz trio. So the original version, I'm not sure when, came, but he gave us the arrangement. I don't know. Three or four years ago, what does yeah. Sean play? Sean's a bassist, and we heard him while we were at the International Society of Double
1: Bassists conference. Woo! Wow! <laughs> and yeah, we, um, boy, you people know how to we have get fun. Around,
0: yeah, oh, and
1: yeah. all that Sybarite luxury, <laughs> and sensual pleasure in yeah. Rochester.
0: So yeah, we're in, in the Rochester. winter, I hope. Yeah, oh, yes. Rochester, and <laughs> we heard we heard Sean play this piece with his trio, and. We really loved it and we asked if he would do a version for us. So, yeah, this was his first attempt at writing for a string quintet. He's from Hawaii, and Jan was a friend of his who used to go hang gliding with a camera attached to his forehead and take footage. And -hmm. and Sean listened to, uh, watched that footage, and then composed this piece.
1: All right. Let's, uh, let's hear a live performance here in the Soundcheck studio. It's called Jan's Flight. It's from Sean Conley, an arrangement that he did specifically for this ensemble, Sybarite 5. That is Sybarite 5 live here in the Soundcheck studio and a performance of Jan's Flight by their uh, their friend, the composer Sean Conley. Angela, you were saying before you guys played that piece that he wrote this piece for his jazz trio. Mm-hmm. It was it piano, bass, and drums? Yep. Hard to imagine. I know. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> that <laughs> version is really good. It's too. really awesome. great. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: and, and, he told and us that was the
2: first time that he ever wrote anything. Strings. Four strings are outside of his trio. Right. Ah. I think the
1: first time he actually wrote, it, wrote anything down. I don't Maybe. Know. <laughs> well, Sorry, great. Sean. <laughs> we love you. Uh, no, it, I'm sitting here thinking, wow, what could this possibly have sounded like with a piano, bass, and drums? It's uh, a, a really convincing arrangement that he's done for you guys. Uh, and it appears on the album called Outliers, which is the latest from Sybarite 5. And, and Sarah, when you guys are performing um, under normal circumstances, are these people outliers, as someone mentioned before? Or, you know, are, are you playing Mozart and Brahms and stuff like that? Or you know, wh- what does a typical Sybarite Five concert consist of?
4: Well, I'm not really sure we could define the word typical with our concerts. <laughs> but, um, you know, I like to tell people to expect the unexpected. Uh-huh. Um, we love to mix our set lists and draw from things that are new to us and also things that are old to us. And sort of structured like a band. We have some of our greatest hits, maybe you call it, that we really love to play, that audiences know really well, that kind of come to expect us to play them at shows. And then we always, you know, add newer things, Mm -hmm. new projects, new collaborations as well.
1: But but there isn't a whole lot of music in the classical tradition for this. I mean, there are string quintets, but they tend to have two cellos. Mm -hmm. There's one or two with two violas, single cello. Uh, but this particular combination of essentially a string quartet with a double bass, how much is there?
4: Well, there's not much. <laughs> and, you know, that that's our mission, to expand the repertoire for string right, quintet. Right. So when we were, you know, starting out, there really wasn't much, and we were creating things. And I think it's really exciting and amazing that now we have a full album of things that have yeah. been commissioned mm-hmm. for us and arranged for us, which didn't exist back then.
1: And, and this new album, Outliers, they're all American composers, so I'll address this question to Sami, who is... The Argentine member <laughs> of, of the band. Um, it seems like you guys have taken a very broad approach to what that word, American composer, means, because you have people who are representing lots of different traditions.
2: Yeah, absolutely. We have a composer that is from Haiti. We have Dunet, uh, Daniel Bernard Daniel Romain. Romain. Yeah. You mentioned Liova, he's uh, Russian origin. Michi, um, I believe she's born here, but she has Japanese mm-hmm. uh, ancestors. Uh, So yes, and I think we can keep going down the list and we'll find more. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think that's what American means. They've been here uh, for a long time.
1: Yeah. Now, when you guys are on tour, how much do you tailor that night's show to the venue and the audience that you're playing for? And uh, the reason I ask this question is I noticed that you have played for both his Holiness the Dalai Lama, and at the Museum of Sex. And I'm just thinking that you probably didn't play the same pieces in both <laughs> in both of those venues. Laura?
3: Well, actually, we kind of design our program so that literally anyone will enjoy it. Um, we play at a lot of sort of fairly traditional classical concert series. And mm-hmm. yes, we also play at Um, extremely out-there venues. Um, (laughs) And honestly, what we play at those two extremes of venue is really not that different. There's going to be things that are familiar to many people. We do play a little Mozart or Elgar or something, but then we add in these new pieces that even if the people have never heard of this type of music, they've never heard of the composer, we think that everything we play is so compelling and we pair it together with the other pieces in such a way that Mm. anyone... Um, can enjoy it, and we hope that they do.
1: And like the Radiohead pieces, and uh, Sami, I assume the the Piazzolla is your contribution, Mm -hmm. fellow Argentine? Yeah, maybe. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) For some people, Radiohead will be the outlier. It's all a question of what your perspective Mm -hmm. is. It's
3: funny, we're finding now, (laughs) obviously, um, when we would play Radiohead, maybe older audiences, more traditional classical audiences wouldn't have heard of it, but now younger kids haven't heard of Radiohead yeah. either. <laughs> we're, we're getting so old that like young kids oh when they, we're goodness. like have you heard of Radiohead they're like what's that? So we're we're introducing it to them too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but usually they come after the shows and they ask specifically for that piece they're like blown away by by it and they That, ask that piece by Mr.
1: Head. Where do I, <laughs> where can I find that? <laughs> Conveniently we have it. Recorded. <laughs> yeah. Um the piece you're going to play next by Jessica Meyer, she is, uh, Angela, I'll direct this question to you because she is a fellow violist, yeah, right? Yeah. And she actually has recorded this piece herself. So she is has, yeah. is this something, again, that she wrote for herself and then arranged for you guys? How did this work?
0: Yeah, this is an, an arrangement that she did for us of a piece that she wrote. I've known Jess for a long time. Um, she's a great violist and friend, and recently she started composing, And she wrote this piece. I think she got this little nugget of an idea when she was on a plane on her way home, and she was anxious to see her son. So she got this little riff in her head, and she composed a piece for it. She performs with a loop pedal, as Mm -hmm. you know, and she has all of these amazing compositions where she performs with herself five or six times over. Yeah, she arranged this for us, and we love playing it.
1: All right. The piece is called Getting Home, subtitled I Must Be. It's uh, work by Jessica Meyer and an arrangement that she did for this group, Sybarite 5. That's uh, Sybarite 5 and a work that uh, was originally written by Jessica Meyer for her own viola with live looping, but uh, this arrangement played entirely live by the the five members of Sybarite 5. And uh, then what happens? Lewis, I understand that you're going to be, I mean, it's been a long time since everything in its right place, that old Radiohead record, but I understand you guys are going to be kind of resurrecting those versions of the Radiohead songs with orchestra.
2: Well, we have a new orchestra program, aptly titled Everything in Its Right Place. And it's a celebration of some of our favorite pieces, along with a little bit of Radiohead and some Piazzolla and things that people have really enjoyed that we're going to bring to a new audience because we're going to be taking it to a symphony orchestra audience. So people in Chamber Music Land are very familiar with these things now, and we want to make them
1: familiar for symphony orchestra people as well. And and the five of you with an orchestra... Uh, again, you know, the in the Baroque period, three hundred years ago, they had the concerto grosso. You know, where you so might legit, have four, right? yeah. totally legit, yeah, yeah, yeah. concerto grosso, <laughs> circa twenty eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, except paranoid android instead of concerto grosso number four <laughs> in have C to minor. Go to the yeah. show and find out. Uh, I wonder what a sybarite Five standard means. We're <laughs> <laughs> still trying to figure that out ourselves. Super 5 Five's been playing for us here in the Soundcheck Studio today. The new album is called Outliers. Guys, thank you so much for coming in and playing for us. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you
5: you for having us.
1: You've been listening to an episode of the Soundcheck Podcast from our archives. Our technical director is Irene Trudell. Our producer is Karen Havlick. I'm John Schaefer. You can see and hear much more on our website. Check it out at newsounds.org.